Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You have offended this podcast and you have offended the entire movie making community. And welcome back to part three of the podcast. We're going to pick up here where we left off yesterday. If you'd like to become a patron and get all of our episodes in full on Sunday night, you can go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. Support at any level there. We have levels that start at just $5 a month. We'll get you all of our full episodes without this pitch to the patrons on Sunday night in full. Remember, you can also go to offendedpodcast.com. You can go there, buy some merch. That'll give you something cool, and it'll also give us a little something to keep the lights on over here at You Have Offended This Podcast main headquarters. Check us out on our social media. At Twitter, we are at YHOTP. On Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, you can just search You Have Offended This Podcast, and you'll find us there. You can interact with us there. We'll answer your questions. You can give us movies that you'd like to see, favorite scenes, favorite actors, actresses, anything like that. We'd love to hear from you. So check those things out. Please become a patron. If you can't do that, give us a rating. Give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you download your podcasts. That's a huge help. Or at the very least, if you could just tell a few friends about us, that would be awesome too. Okay, so enjoy part three of the podcast. She yeah, comes in and basically says, listen, don't kill him. I'll pay whatever, whatever price. Yeah, she wants to get him out of there and stop them from calling in Joe Pesci to put his head in a vice. Yeah. And the, she is begging down in front of the brothel house owner to say, like, please spare this man's life. Like, don't kill him. Whatever cost you need, I'll do that. And the the guy says to her, which is why like, I don't I don't know, because he says, don't tell me you knew he was cheating. And she doesn't say anything to that. Well, I think because if she says, yeah, I knew he was cheating. Then like, why didn't you say anything? And then she, her head gets lopped off, too, you know? Yes. So she's not going to say that. You know, yeah, I knew. Fuck him. Yeah, I knew. Fuck. I didn't care. <laughs> Fuck you, too. How about that? I'll kill all you guys. But they boot his ass out. They boot Bonzo's ass out. They basically tell her to leave, too. But as she's leaving, Oyuki here sees Kobue come downstairs all dress askew dress kimono askew and she's like oh hey what's uh how what's uh bringing you here how you how come you're here what's going on <laughs> mm. fancy meeting you here <laughs> fancy meeting you here at the old whorehouse <laughs> at the old whorehouse <laughs> but i do like that this is this is very much the hey what's happening um listen if you ever if something happens um, go to Tokyo, go to Ueno, look this dude up. He knows me. He'll help you out. And she's like, oh, I can't leave. My dad's around. And she's like, yeah, about that. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Awkward. But it's kind of the adult version of the conversation that Beatrix Kiddo has with Vernita Green. Well, Vernita Green's daughter, Nikki. Yeah, with the daughter, Nikki, of like, hey, you know, you got to. You're sore about this later. You come look me up. It's yeah. kind of that conversation. Yeah. But then she follows uh, Bonzo here out to the bar. And Bonzo's like, what are you doing here? It's happening. Why wouldn't you just let me get fucking killed? Who gives a shit? Like, he's all he's all depressed. I don't care if I'm uh, Whatever. Shut up. Yeah. And he's all fucking depressed if it wasn't for my daughter. And she's looking at him like, oh, your daughter. Yeah. Yeah. She is I have a amazing. really small violin here that I'm going to play for your drunk ass. Yeah. She gives no fucks at all. When when he's 
just kind of babbling into his sake and she is she's lit like the the entire scene is kind of dark except for where she's sitting like they put extra light on her so the entire room is dark everything is brown his clothes are brown the walls are brown she's wearing black white and red and there's extra light and she's just standing out in the room exceptionally well and then she takes him down to the uh to the shore yeah she walks over to him and says okay let's go it's time to start your journey of death yes like, oh, oh my god <laughs> yeah she takes him down to the rock here and to the rocks on the seashore and uh goddamn dude it's a good scene because she just lets him know the whole story like you must have some memories huh you remember koichi the village used to live in a long time ago and his face is like shit yeah and then she drops the name gishiro tsukamoto or takamoto Oh, Okono Kitahama and Tokuichi, right? She's dropping all the names of the dudes he used to roll with. And then she says, look at my face. Exactly. You see like, my face? Does this rem- remind you of anybody, motherfucker? Like, yeah. you see this face? Like, yeah. And his face is awesome. Like, he's just like, I don't know anything. I'm sorry. Fuck. I kind of do, though. Look at you. God damn it. Like, <laughs> But, I mean, even those lines are very much like Orinishi E when she kills the man who kills yes. her father, Boss... Natsumura, I think. And she's yes. like, look at my face, look at my eyes. It's a really good scene. And the water splashing, the water splashing in the background. And she says her name is Yuki. And uh, he's a really good actor because he's kind of acting like confused while she's talking. And she yep. is just straight stare delivering her shit. And then who she, he says that she's the daughter of her mother. And Sayo, yeah. he, he just his, he just looks frightened and he just drops to the ground and starts crying. That tight shot of his eyes popping she open says, oh, popping up when she says, like, I am Oyuki, the daughter of Sayo Kashima. And his eyes just go, Dink, like, <laughs> yeah, fuck, I know that name. God damn it. <laughs> like, and like you said, he just drops to his knees like, please, please, please forgive me. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. And she's like, fuck you. I don't forgive you. None of that shit. It's great. She has no mercy, no nothing, and she's just like, fuck you, sup, and she just kills him. And his death is cool, man. I didn't know how they were going to make him fall. Because these are not this is not a beach that they're on. Like No, this is like real heavy rock like rocks, rocks. right to the right to the shore. Like big, yeah. big igneous rocks and uh, she <laughs> she cuts him and there's a fucking super tight pull from overhead yeah where they're in tight and then they pull super wide it's gorgeous and then he does a great job uh falling into the rocks and water and honestly i don't know how he didn't bash the fuck out of his own head i have um, no idea because he lands his head's between two big fucking rocks he falls and he, he lands his head between two big rocks and then he lays there and the waves are hitting his head which is knocking <laughs> them into the rocks and it's clearly <laughs> him it's not it's not a stunt double he's actually no. just laying there taking the pounding from the surf and the water is red it's it's great and i I, honestly i was watching it and i was like feeling like holy fuck like that's that was a little bit dangerous to shoot it's not like you know like super dangerous like jackie chan a car gonna fucking land on a guy if he doesn't jump out of the way but dangerous though dangerous for sure yeah kudos to uh noboru nakaya for for that scene because he could even get ripped out 
He could have even got ripped out into right? the ocean and banged his head on the way out. <laughs> He's fucking well, unconscious. Oh, Yuki drags him up to the cliff where his daughter throws the baskets yeah, in. Yeah, and flings. And chucks his ass off. It's awesome. And they do the freeze. Like, they freeze frame it yeah. before he hits the water. I thought it was awesome. Really good. And then we get the next chapter and the cut to the graveyard where Yuki is so pissed that she thinks this dude is dead and I was she pissed. didn't get to kill him. Yeah. I was pissed too when I saw the grave and I was like, oh, he's already dead? What's his face? Sukamoto Gishiro is dead? Like, fuck! I was so mad for her. And her face is awesome. Like, she is pissed that this dude is dead already. I'm telling you, man, <laughs> these Asian films are by far the best for making multiple expressions with a still face. Like, I don't yes. know <laughs> what kind of schooling. I know they, that there's, like, different types of uh, schooling here, but she looks, like, intense. She looks pissed. She looks sad. She's yep. got all of these emotions tied up in her face, and then she just chops the heads off the flowers that are placed around uh, his tombstone. And breaks her sword on the and tombstone. And breaks her sword, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so mad and then as she's walking out in her awesome lavender kimono this time this other guy walks in here and goes up to the same grave that she was just at and is like hey hey wait somebody a minute. messed up this grave somebody messed with the grave can i, can I say three <laughs> words to you please asian frank bonner <laughs> can, like that is awesome. Like when I saw it, I was like, "Man, this dude looks like like a Japanese Herb Tarlick. Like a lot Japanese Herb. He needs to be in like a weird plaid suit, yeah, and walking into a a, a news bullpen because he would fit in a hundred percent. You know, trying to not well, even the haircut. Yes. Oh like, yeah. Like eighteen eighty eight to 1988 like they have the same <laughs> hairstyle so yeah that's a hundred percent right i was thinking about that because i saw that guy and i was like he seems reminded me of somebody but i think i think you nailed that shit yeah. on the head. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah he she goes back here to the village and is like man this guy's dead god damn all the people in the village are like yes that's uh, we're sorry we Thought that he was alive, but I guess he's not. It's just, uh, it's unfortunate all around, isn't it? You know? <laughs> what are we? Uh, God damn it. And they're trying to figure out when he died. Oh, he died three years ago, etc. This, the main guy, I forget his name now that I, I've said it before. Mats, Matsuoto, or, Matsuoto or something. The the leader of this of the, the village of the damned. Yeah, he's basically wearing a rope as a crown. He's wearing a rope as a crown. <laughs> yeah. and I don't know what he's eating, but he's eating it roughly. <laughs> and this is is this is the the girl that's talking to him the woman that's talking to him i should say is is that her like fake mom or did she get yeah that's sent her there fake because... mom that was one yes, of the prisoners okay. in jail with her mother so when right. she left the jail and raised her and took her to the crazy abbot and that's yeah that's her because she said when i when you were sent to me to learn about pickpocketing you know blah 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 but yeah, i think Yuki here is just staring out into the japanese garden here she is again unhappy and 
it makes it better later for spoiler alert when she finds out that he's actually still alive. Yeah, that's what I was saying at the beginning. Like they do a little like they build you up so much that you want the revenge and then they do a little juke move and they take it from you, Um, which makes it even more satisfying. And that's why I like, you know, these films structurally are just, you know, far superior to the way that they're making films today. Um, I really like that. She's like, ah, fuck. Like, I might not get what I want. And that's the signs of a good movie where you don't know if the hero is going to get what they want or not. Yeah. And they leave that open for a while. Like the whole time here, you're like, oh, God damn it. Like, oh, fuck. Well, I guess that guy's dead. Shit. Well, she's got to find the, the she killed Bonzo. Her mom killed that one other guy. She's got the, the third guy's dead. She's only got to find the woman now. So mm. fuck, I guess it's just the chick. And you kind of resign yourself to that, which is awesome. Because yeah, you forget about so. this dude, you know, and the guy from the graveyard is now following Yuki and she circles. She sees him, obviously, because she's a fucking master yeah. assassin. Yeah. And circles out behind him and is like, hey, what are you doing? Like, you're following me. What the fuck? What are you doing? And he says to her, like, hey, I'm, I'm, I write uh, for I write this raggedy ass newspaper, um, but I'm good. But you, you fucked with that tombstone, Kishiro Tsukamoto. Like, uh, what's going on with that? What's happening there? And she basically is like, how about you fuck off? Do you have, you, like, like Kano said, do you have a pen? Jot this down. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this is Ryurei. And he talks to her about the paper, but she is having none of him. She doesn't want to be popular. She doesn't want any of that bullshit. She just blows him off and tells him to go fuck himself. And uh, he, he kind of won't let it go. Yeah, he's falling around. But I just, man, I just love the way she walks. I love how she's got a different kimono in every scene. Like, Yeah, where is she keeping her kimonos? I don't know. But I just find her completely captivating. And I think that I lost. I think I was so just kind of taken with her on the screen that I missed a lot of the supplementary characters and supporting characters. I was just like, all I know (laughs) is she's got to kill three guys and one woman. And that's all I need to see. Like (laughs) you could swap them. Like you could swap them out. I wouldn't even notice. I was like, ah, you got them. Like (laughs) like, (laughs) she's so good. She is very, she has that thing when she's on screen, you want to look at her. Yes. She really draws your eye. And I do like, like you said, the the tight uh, kimono that kind of makes them walk with that little penguin walk kind of. But she does it really well and it looks amazing and she looks like straight backed and formal and shit and it really pulls your eyes to her. Well, it does pull your eyes to her. But again, like the color palette of everything else is kind of in that earth tones. It's browns or greens. And yeah, she's always Rex wearing these. Yeah, Rex O'Hurland. A lot of earth tones. <laughs> um, but she's always wearing whites, like, you know, whites or lavenders or things that really contrast with the surroundings. So you're always looking at her. like, And her performance draws you in. But again, the way that the scene is done, um, she's usually the one standing out the most until, of course, we go to the big dance at the end. Yes. And we get uh, Ryu right here writing his his raggedy-ass newspaper. But he's doing it by hand with calligraphy, which I love watching dudes do calligraphy. Yeah. Like, I think it's awesome. It looks really good. Japanese, when it's written with a brush like that, looks fucking dope. I love it. Um, so it's cool watching him do that. And we get a bit another sort of montage here and another framing with the um, comic book panels here. I, I'm assuming that this is out of the 
Lady Snowblood manga, which, which again, Kazuo Koike wrote. This was like a 51-issue manga, so the source material is deep here, which yeah, is probably why the story is so good. Mm. It's really good. So I think that's what the panels here are being used for and give us a bit of backstory, but also make it look like that's what he is putting out as Rirei's, uh paper here. Yeah, really great. Really, but I do like really cool. I do like this scene here where Yuki goes back to see her adopted dad, and he's sort of having a bite to eat here with his little fried fish over the, over the. There's a name for that, and I can't think of it in Japanese right now, but I remember it, but I don't. But he's having his little fish over the fire, and she's telling him, "Hey, this newspaper guy is following me around, but I told him to fuck off." And the dad is saying, "Hey, why don't you use that?" Matsuemon's men can't find everybody. If you use this guy and you tell him or let his paper be really popular, it's going to spread everywhere. And maybe this bitch that you want to kill will read it. Uh, Okono will read it. And then she's going to show herself and then you can kill her. So use this. What are you doing? Like, I like, I like how you, I like how you referred to, uh, Okono as this bitch. That's how much we (laughs) hate her. And I then hate her so much. You can then you can use this novel that's becoming very popular to kill this bitch. <laughs> oh, here, would you like a fish? <laughs> oh, by the way, yes, roasted fish. Mm. Yeah, yeah I, I don't like this. And that's a, to be fair, that's a credit to the actress uh, Sanae Nakahara. Oh Does yeah, because you job. hate her. I fucking hate this chick. Yeah, and I want her to die. And this is a death when we get to it. That is somewhat unsatisfactory. Yeah. I'm going to say that properly. Yeah, unsatisfactory. Unsatisfactory with with a flourish, we'll say. <laughs> with a flourish, yes. So, but uh, yeah, the the dad here, the the uh, adopted dad, tells Yuki, use the newspaper guy. It's going to draw her out, and then you can use that. So fuck it. It'll take a little while. Relax. And I like how he says, like, hey man. If while you're waiting for this bitch to show herself, you get to relax for a day, Buddha's going to chill. It's okay. Like, mm. <laughs> take a fucking load off for a minute. Yeah. Listen to some children sing a song or some shit. Like, yes. <laughs> Which she don't does. Be so fucking intense all the time. God damn it. Like, <laughs> like would you like a fish? You're glaring at me right now. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're punching my cat right now. <laughs> you're punching the cat. I'm addicted to Rage Hall. <laughs> it's so funny yeah it's good but uh we do get bonzo's daughter yes reading the paper and she's like hey man what are you doing did you write and she's talking to uh Rure here the guy who who wrote it and she's like what did, did you write this is fucking lies what are you doing and he said no i wrote everything truthful and she said well this yuki bitch killed my dad then what the fuck and she gets kind of a wild hair up her ass here to kill Yuki, mm-hmm. which will, again, they do a really good job here of setting shit up and kind of putting it on a tee. And then later in the movie, someone comes through with a driver and hammers that shit down range. They do. You know, you they know do. what I mean? Like, like when it's, it's done, very well when done. filmmaking is done really well, it's like those Vegas plate spinners, right? They got a whole bunch of plates going. And then like partway through the act, you're like, oh, he's forgetting about that one on the end. But they never do because this film like just gives you all these little things and just as a setup and you forget about them. And then boom, they pop out when you least expect it. 
Yeah, later on, it you do get the payoff. It's not like some of the other movies that we've done in the past that the writing wasn't really up to up to snuff per se, where you get a little setup like this and then it just never circles around. Yeah. So this is a a, a cue of the quality of the writing. And again, I think that goes back to the manga probably because your source material is always going to be where you go back to, right? Yeah. Then the cops show up and say, hey, your story seemed too real. Come down to the station. Yeah. Asshole, what are you doing? How do you know so much? Get over here. And they grab his ass. And uh, Ryurei does not want to go. But, like, f- four cops cuff him with a fucking blade of grass or some shit and bring him down to the uh, to the station house where they, they kind of Rambo his ass. They kind of John Rambo kick his ass at the station house. But, uh... They, that's sort of one scene that's happening. And then the other scene is they cut back here to uh, Kobue. And Kobue is looking for, I think she's looking for Yuki. And she finds one of the ladies from the uh, from the jail. And th- she tells this lady that, you know, Ridurei was arrested. And I think she wants to find uh, Yuki here. Yeah, yeah, she's looking for Yuki because she's like, this story is, is fiction, right? Like, you just made it up. He's like, no, it's true. And she's like, well, if that's the case, then Yuki killed my father. So now yes. she goes out looking for her, and she's looking for Yuki while the cops are kicking the mad shit out of uh, Asian <laughs> Herb Tarlick. Ryu Ray, Asian Herb Tarlick, yep. He needs to put up an invisible wall. Yeah, they are beating his ash. Oh, yeah, they got the bamboo shinai that's falling apart. They put the rope around his neck like they are fucking this dude up. And they're trying to get him to to give them information. I do like when Homeboy grabs his face and goes to push his thumb into his eyes. They, like, yeah. zoom in and freeze frame. Oh, of her coming up the steps. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah, on Okono coming up the steps. Yeah. It was a very cool little, like, oh, there's that bitch. And you see her come up, and uh, she admits, I read the story. It's clearly based on this real event. And uh, listen, somebody who didn't know Yuki would not have written that. So where's Yuki? Mm. How about that? Yeah, because these yeah these cops are crooked, and they're working for her, and they're just going to like beat the piss out of him uh, in order to find Yuki. And oh, she, yeah. she has just beat his ass with the bamboo, and then they just jam his head in a bucket of water and start to drown him. It's pretty chaotic, and these motherfuckers have no oh. mercy on a man. No, they're kicking him and fucking dropping punches on him. And then, like you said, they, they drop his face in the bucket here, and, like, they're not they're not playing around. They're going to kill this dude hard. And uh, to, to be fair, they're only splashing his face in the water, like, three seconds at a time so it would be probably kind of refreshing yeah yeah (laughs) like oh that's nice and cold on my facial wounds but they stop now and they're like okay fuck him we're gonna use him as bait and draw her in here and then we'll kill her so they're keeping asian herb tarlik here as bait to bring yuki and then the all the cops here and oyuki are going to uh i shouldn't say oyuki what's her name okono okono is going to kill her and she's praying to her fucked up das modeling clay buddha and in her little hut here her place looks a little bit like orinishi's place yeah it does you know, right it's really nice and lavish and then uh she fucking throws the umbrella in yuki tosses the her umbrella, of the umbrella. yeah which was so it was, i don't know man i just loved it it's like 
fucking murderous Mary Poppins. Dude, oh, fuck, right? She's posed up on top of the awning like fucking Spider-Man. Yeah. And they're like, whoa! <laughs> like, holy shit. And she comes down and just fucking lays waste to these dudes. They're like, oh my god, she's here. She's right here. Jesus Christ, what's happening? She floats down and takes her sword out and just fucking laces these dudes. Dude, it looks really good. Like, it really looks good. And It's a fucking fantastic fight. I fucking love how intense she is, and I love how her movements with that sword look incredibly natural and, and for the most part, really realistic. Like, I really liked how they handled the fight scene here where, you know, yeah. she... You can see you can see her killing like four or five cops. Yeah. Like with her oh, yeah. skill level. Yeah. And you can see she's got that backhand grip on her sword, and one guy gets it one cut and cuts the, the shoulder, the left shoulder of her kimono off, and she's bleeding. Yes. And she just looks in that change of like, Okay, motherfucker, you're gonna do yes. that. All right. You guys are fucked now. And she just kills like six more dudes, like right away. Blood sprays on her white kimono. She kills that last dude. Yeah. And blood shoots out like a fucking garden hose all over her. It's fucking awesome. And that concludes part three of the podcast. Come back tomorrow for part four. If you'd like to get the entire podcast on Sunday night, you can go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. Patrons get the full show Sunday night without any ads. If you don't want to become a patron, you can go to offendedpodcast.com. Buy some merch there. That'll get you something cool to wear and rep the podcast you know you love. And we get a bit of money, too, to help us keep the lights on here. Please follow us on social media at Twitter. We're at YHOTP. On Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, just search You Have Offended This Podcast. You can interact with us there. Leave us your favorite movies, your favorite scenes, any questions you have, anything like that. We'd love to hear from you. Please rate and review us wherever you download your podcasts. Ratings and reviews really help us, particularly on iTunes if you could. That would be awesome. Make sure to tell your friends, family, loved ones, and hated ones about this podcast. More listens mean more downloads means it's better for everybody. So thanks very much for helping. Come back tomorrow for part four, and we will be back in your ears very soon.